from MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today on the program, we are listing the top things you should be doing around the house to get ready for spring. This time of year is for more than just spring cleaning as the winter season may have left your home with a few bumps and bruises that need your attention. From gutters to siding and windows, hot water heaters uh, will help you get your house ready for spring with a refresh from winter. You can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is Fixit 101 from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And today on the program, we're listing the top things you should be doing around the house to get ready for spring. Kind of, we're definitely in it now because you could wear a coat in the morning and then kind of shed it midday and then you got to put it back on in the evening. It's definitely spring because it rains on the weekends and it's sunny during the week. So that's when we know it's spring. That's right. Right. Uh, this is the time of year for more than just spring cleaning. Uh, as the winter season may have left your home with some bumps and bruises, it, it usually does. You know, there's a extra hole in the wall from the door flying off the handle during Christmas when your family came to visit. Whatever. you got to fix these things. You can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to... To fix it 101 at mpbonline.org. How you fellas doing this morning? <laughs> uh, doing great. Oh, blessed to be here. All right, there you go. There you go. Okay, so what have you guys done this week? A smaller project that you helped somebody out with. Look, Jeff, I caught Jeff completely <laughs> off well, guard. <clears throat> All right, Dad, me, look at him. <clears throat> I did um, a simple fix. My mom, um, she got a custom bar and they tried to wire it up themselves and. Uh, they, you know, we had to go and wire it up. Did you it. say a custom bar? Yeah. Well, my father-in-law, he built this bar, and she wanted lights in it. So he said, well, I'm a carpenter, but he tried. And he had um, the wire was too thin, and, and it was all crossed up. So uh, Your mom t- building a club? No, nah, they just, you know, okay. right, as they on. get in their golden years, they well, like I'm to I'm just uh, saying, you know, relax. dad built a bar and then had son come over and light it up. All yes. disco-like and right. you know ready to roll. Disco I, ball. I called yeah. electrician. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, I, you know. Okay. Simple fix. There and he go. was like, oh, man, that's all. Zoop, zoop, zoop. He's right. like, we need more to do. I was like, no, nah, this is it. Nope, nope. This is when you drink the beer. <laughs> all right, uh, Jeff, so what about you? Well, um... Man, um, I changed oil in my bobcat myself. Did wow. you really? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, I was very proud. I'm impressed. How For those of you who that? don't know, Jeff is an extremely accomplished contractor, <laughs> but you never see any dirt under his nails. So you know, well, it's I'm always, clean. Yeah, it's okay. always fun to see what Jeff actually got into. So, um, all right. So, what are you fellas working on? What's the businesses working on? 
man, I'm telling you, with uh, with dry weather, mm-hmm. uh, we're you know we're grading our lots, we're getting pads put in, landscaping, irrigation, um, being able to lay brick. Right. I mean, it's it's there's all kind of things can happen when the sun comes out. Right. Oh yes. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's quite exciting. How about you, Dell? Well, we got some siding going on, changing out a few windows, um, getting ready to do some painting and lining up a lot of roofs that need to be um, changed out. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, the uh, the the Handy Hubby uh, project over the weekend, this past weekend, I had been running a, a an extension cord Mm-mm. for for like a couple of years. Uh, I would take it out, I'd put it back out uh, during the season for. Our pool pump, okay. the pump for the pool. I, I had run an extension cord out there. Just every year, I'd roll that extension cord out, and you know, of course, that's just a hassle. It's terrible. Outside of being a hassle, it's a hazard. People can trip over it, and you don't want to. You know, there's a lot of different things that can happen. So, when uh, last weekend, although it was not raining, all the ground was still super mushy. Mm-hmm. The perfect time to bury conduit. Mm. So. That's what I did. You put the you put the wire in some conduit. I did, and wow. ran it underground, and ran it into an outlet, and um, you know made it so that nice. it was much safer. And there's no way any sort of lawnmower can get anywhere near that wire anymore. Now, the did dog, you call the dog before can't you did? Bite it. Dog can't bite it. You know, and all electrocute that the dog. Right. Did you call before you did? Uh, I did. Okay. I did because it's on the very front of our show. <laughs> Atmos says to call before okay. you dig. 811. So I did. And anyway, impressed. I, I know, right? <laughs> well, I was only going about six inches down. Yeah. You know, that's all um, it takes. But that, that is all it takes. Sometimes. It's the wrong thing. All right. Number to call is 877 MPB Ring. That's 877 672 7464. Today we're talking about little things that need to be fixed around the house and things that you need to do to prepare for spring. And this is something that I did a, a couple of weeks ago when we had just like this little flash warm. And this is a good thing to work on right now. Gutters and downspouts, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about to be what is Mississippi's equivalent of monsoon season. Um, and there's going to be a lot of rain between now and say what may a lot of yeah. rain, April showers bring, right? Yeah. So folks, uh, you're going to want to pull the leaves and debris. This is time when you really clean out those gutters. <coughs> now we'll tell you if your gutters are not too far up, there's this thing that you can buy that makes things a little easier. If you're not, uh, if you're not bad with a mess, here's the deal. Cleaning gutters is messy. Yes. There is no way around this. It is gross. It's smelly. It's very dirty. Yes. But uh, there is a thing that you can get to try the first time around without actually climbing up on the ladder and getting the gloves and, uh, you know, getting all junked up. You can try. They make this little water wand thing that you can hook onto the end of your hose that uh, yeah. pressurizes the water that has this little hook on the, the top. Fl- the flamingo neck. Yeah, yeah. It's got a little little neck, a little hook on top that has a, a higher pressure spray that comes off the end of that. And that can can loosen things up for you. Um, it depends on how dry and, and how much has fallen into your gutters for the year. But it's not been dry so long at this point that it's all real hardened. So so those little pressure uh, pressure nozzles that you can put on the end of a garden hose that have the little J hook 
on the end can be helpful if your house is just one uh, one uh, story. Now, you, story, you, you be prepared if you have the, the worst case gutter, like with the, uh, tw- the tweeds and the acorns and leaves, and it's all basket weed together. It's just no way around the gloves. Yeah, things. you got to put on the gloves. And, and I would recommend, uh, and you can buy a million different types of gloves. I'm saying while you go to this, don't use a garden glove. Use a glove that, that doesn't allow moisture because it's just – this is one of the funkier jobs you can do. <laughs> one of the, the heavy-duty chemical gloves that reach the elbow. Ooh, you know, just, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Like a like a heavy grade uh, dishwashing glove. Yes, and and two now you know I'd like to point out that if you have overhead service to your house, uh-huh. meaning if power lines, if your power line comes in overhead, mm-hmm. be extremely extremely careful when you're around that part of the home. Yes. That's true. That you know you don't hit it with a ladder. Don't even get near it. Now, and see um, here's the thing is that you're about to put a ladder up there. Hopefully you're using fiberglass. Yep. Um because uh, you should not use aluminum. Uh, but mo- when you're most homeowners are going to buy the aluminum. They're cheaper. Right. They're, right. You know. So so you put it up there and folks here's the deal is that you're grabbing a hold of a piece of metal that goes about what, 40 feet across? So the chance of you getting electrocuted if you hit the wrong thing is pretty good because yeah. you're, it's, a, it's a continuous piece of metal for a long time, That's right. and it's typically uh, moist from the water inside of it. And, and the letter grounds you off. <clears throat> the letter is in the ground, so you're grounded. If you grab it, you you got a good uh, accident waiting to happen. Right. So be careful of that uh, with the with the power lines and everything else. But also, it's a messy job, folks. Don't wear your good clothes that day. Um, yeah, no. it's yep. going to be a, a, a pretty messy job. You know, we'll, uh, take a uh, take an email here real quick. Let's go real quick. What is the best way to fix wobbly straight back wooden chairs? Now, the rungs have not come out of the legs, but the whole chair is a little wobbly. If uh, the rungs need to be re-glued into the legs, I'm not sure how to get that glue in there. Thanks, Julie. Um, thoughts, guys? Okay, have you had a uh, a wobbly chair? I, I'm thinking of like the uh, uh, dinner table chair, you sure, know, kitchen those, chair. Uh, yeah, those kitchen chairs mm-hmm. that... Are much more comfortable on two legs than four. Yes, I don't you know, know why that is. I don't either, but but it is true. That's that's just a true statement. Well, that's probably why it's wobbling as it <laughs> probably. is. Right. So <laughs> so so, what's the best way to to shore those up? And not split the wood. And not split the wood. Mm. Maybe shimmy or some glue or. Okay, so everybody's listening for the contractors to well, speak up, guys. <laughs> you know, you 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 need to take it. You need to take the chair apart if you can. Yeah, uh, because as when they built that chair, it was in pieces. Right. The best way and, to do this you know, is take, to take the chair apart. Take the chair apart, rebuild it, just reverse the process. Right. Let me tell you, your best friend to do this is either in your pocket or your purse. Take pictures along the way, sure. so that when you you're sitting there on the floor frustrated with this one stick that just doesn't fit right. You can refer to the picture and see, did it actually go there? It could be as simple as tightening up one of the screws. It could be a hidden screw. Um, you know, just need tightening up. Most chairs, the screws are going to be on the inside and under. Some wood filler. Right, right. You know, you've got to break it to fix it. <laughs> right. But, I, no, you, uh, to answer your question, not sure how to get the glue in there into, like, like that little tight space. Well, you can't is, is the 
uh, I guess you could use some sort of syringe thing, but that's ridiculous. So, yeah, you just need to take it apart and put it back together. That would be the thing, right? Yes. That's my opinion. Okay. We'll go with that. All right, folks, if you've got a question, you can give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. What are you working on today? What are you getting ready to work on for your house for spring? 877-672-7464. We'll continue after the break. Talking about spring maintenance, answering your home improvement questions this morning, 877-MPB-RING or fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB Public Media app. Also, if you want to join the conversation, you just give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877 877- Six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We were talking about an email before we went to break about a chair that was getting very wobbly and uh, how to make that uh, substantial again. And the suggestion from the contractors was to take it apart, re-glue and re-screw and put it back together. So, But we have uh, Joanna on the line in Columbia, and she might have another suggestion. Are you with us, Joanna? Yes, I am with you, and I didn't learn about this product until way later in life, and it should have changed my life. You do not need to take the chair apart. Really? There is a product which I have not been able to find ever in a big box store. It's Mm -hmm. always been at the little local hardware store. Okay. And it's been under many, many different names. I've seen it chair like, uh, tight right, many different names, but it's almost the size of an elver glue there's a small and there's a large and it is very liquid uh, not quite as liquid as water uh-huh. but you just take that squeeze it into the joint that is rickety mm-hmm. and it immediately swells the wood and it just locks it tight just wow. like that product says it is wow. a miracle what, what's it called I've seen it many different names. I've seen Lockwright, Chair Tight. Uh, I've seen it under a few other names. Yeah, do Chair Tight. You have to, you have to go to the to the counter and just say, you know, it's a liquid thing. You can shake it, and it goes in chair joints. Here in Columbia, Hill Hardware has it. So okay, but I've seen it in other little small, uh, never in a big box though. Uh-oh, I see Java's headphones on. Yeah, I see some uh, some <clears throat> titles of what she's talking about, uh, like Wonder Locking. You have Swell Lock, uh, and it's all about uh, t- chair chair yeah. tightening glue. Sure chair is. tightening glue. Yeah, yeah. Um, now... Um, yeah, that's true. Jeff is sitting here looking uh, looking at a site and looking at some Wonder Lock'em uh, tight chair glue. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. Wow, we, you guys, hey, we don't have to tear up everything. Rebuild the chair. <laughs> really? Come on now. Wow. All right, uh, Joanna, you just saved that uh, that previous uh, email a lot of time. Appreciate yeah. it. Some chairs were about to get thrown away. That's right. <laughs> Not now. <clears throat> All right, let's keep moving. Uh, now, you know, we were talking about spring. Uh, cleanup tips and things you want to do around your house to get ready for spring. And by the way, if you want to make a call, it's 877-MPB-RING if you've got a question about any uh, home improvement. Uh, Siding. 
clean siding. Okay, now this is a screen maintenance checklist by Home Advisor. Okay, this came from the Home Advisor website. One of the things it says on here is siding. And it says clean siding with a pressure washer to keep mold from growing. And I want to stop right there because that might not be the thing to do. Uh, you know, you can do some damage with a pressure washer. You can. And depending on the siding, uh, sure. whatever the siding is, you know, I mean, you know, folks, some of these pressure washers, if you take about 2,800 pounds of, of pressure on these pressure washers and up. Now, remember, they tell you not to wear tennis shoes when you're using this product for a reason. Right. Because if you use the wrong pressure washer and tennis shoes, it will cut through your shoes mm. into your toes. So that's why when someone says, oh, just pressure wash your house, mm-hmm. well, what do you have on the side of your house? You better hope it won't crumble and fall. Right. So, you know, low, low pressure, um, it should, the, it, low should be in front of that word. Right. Now, we've talked many times about things like house wash mm-hmm. that, that you can use rather than, um, rather than a pressure washing of your home. Java, what were you going to say? I just want to ask a question, I guess, from layman's point of view. All uh-huh. pressure washers look the same to me in the big box store. Right. So when you say like these ones that are cut your tennis shoes, right. are, these, <laughs> are, these, okay. are these the ones that you can get for like $100 or something? Are these? The, are we talking about like the big boys that the, y'all have? You know what? If, if, if you want to stay on the low end of pressure for the most part, Stick to an electric, yeah, one yeah. that you can plug in. I mean, in. it's all it's all <laughs> driven by the size of the pump, right? Yeah, so psi, right? Yeah. And so, so if you if you have to plug it into the wall to make it work, then you're going to get you know somewhere around eighteen hundred uh, pounds of uh, pressure from mm-hmm. the pressure washer if you plug it in. Now, if you have one that uh, has a motor on it that you have to crank. You're going to get somewhere near 3,000 pounds of pressure. Oh, that's yeah. that's uh, dangerous. And, that's and, you know, it, it, it depends on what you're going to do with it. Right. Uh, if you're pressure washing your driveway and sidewalks you need and, it. and, you know, hard, hard right. surface type things, you may mm-hmm. want a little bit more pressure. Well, and I can tell you uh, pressure washing is not good for wood. You can't say that enough. Yeah. You just I mean, can't. It injects it injects water into the porous spaces in wood, and uh, will eventually rot it faster. Mm-hmm. You can so. do more damage than than um, intended. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it'll look pretty. It just won't last as long. So, all right. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Got another email here. All right, you ready, guys? A crack in the ceiling. Across my upstairs hallway has appeared. Is this a sign of foundation problems? Hmm. Probably not. Probably um. not. So, okay, if it's not. All right, so let's see. This is a crack in the ceiling across my upstairs hallway. If it's not a foundation issue, what else could it be? Well, it. Probably some type of humidity. A, a lot of times, uh, your pull down stairwell will be there. Your attic stairwell will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, what it sounds like to me is that you may have a a um, possibly a loose uh, board around that pull down stairwell. 
And I'm just right. picturing that's where the pull-down stairwell is. Okay. may not be there. Or oh, a heavy squirrel or something. Or heavy someone, squirrel? You know, <laughs> someone could have stepped know, in it a little bit, loosened it up. Well, I can those old boxes. There's a lot of other things to look at if you're if you suspect foundation issues. Right. One, I would go outside. I would look at my um, whatever veneer I have on my house, brick, uh-huh. siding, whatever. Mm-hmm. Start there. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at doorways, mm-hmm. um, windows. Look, look at look at at at, at your slab. Does right. my house feel unlevel? And there'll be some other signs inside uh, in the interior that things are a little askew uh, when you do have a foundation issue. You'll find, you know, uh, doors might feel a little different or don't close the same way that they used to. Or in the flooring, you know, if it's still level feeling and check your grade to see if any erosion has occurred. Yeah, any buckling of anything. And if Mm -hmm. it's brick on the outside, if it's brick, then you can usually see some splits, but sometimes they're just hairline. You really got to get down on it to see it. Check all the corners. Right. Uh, But I think that's uh, mainly, I mean, obviously I try that first because those things are a lot cheaper to fix than foundation. Absolutely. So. All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Talking about spring, uh, getting things ready for spring. A spring maintenance checklist by Home Advisor. Okay, exterior caulking. Now, this is not something you might not, you might just not look at this a lot. The caulking on the outside of your house. Anytime you have a seam of any sort, you're probably going to find caulking. But what they're saying is, and folks, this stuff, I know what it says on the on the little tube that you use that it lasts forever. (laughs) It does not. (laughs) Nor does anything else you put out in the sun and rain forever. Right. You don't get to 20 years after 20 year conquering. You really don't. (laughs) You don't. So it is uh, important to go back to those places that do have, you know, like uh, like I said, a seam. If you look in a corner. Uh, you'll a lot of times you'll find this. You'll find the the caulking, and it's as easy as taking it up and putting it back. Now I know that that makes it sounds oversimplified, but you can bring it up. You can get it up with a knife and just your hands are scraping, or they make a little thing that a little tool mm-hmm. uh, that you can use to to scrape old caulk up, and is a tool and that is basically a razor in a ninety degree angle. And it just mm-hmm. digs that that old caulk out of there, uh, so you can get one of those. They're cheap and you can throw it away when you're done, but it's worth it because caulk's cheap. Sure, and it'll save you from uh, rot. <clears throat> when the caulk uh, dries up, water can get in and start to rot out places around the window sills, the siding, or wherever that opening is. If water gets in there, you're going to have some rot sooner or later. Right. The 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 smaller you make that opening. At the end of that caulk tube, mm-hmm. uh, the better. Yes. Ah, I mean, listen to that. Listen yeah, to that. it's it's you know just make it small. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and why is that, Jeff? Well, if you cut it too big, oh, too now, much- now, hang on, hang on. Let, let's let, all right. So everyone understands this. All right. See, like think about a, a tube of caulk, folks. The, those of you who don't use it a lot, uh, the tubes that they're in is not like a it's not like a toothpaste tube. It's an actual. It's more like a uh, uh, like a paper towel holder, uh, you know that yeah, kind of tube. Sure, sure, you sure. know, um, and 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 it's kind of this nozzle on the end. Or in order to get the stuff out, you have to cut the little tip off, mm-hmm. 
And what Jeff is saying is make the hole on the end smaller rather than bigger. Why sure. is that? And and cut it at an angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, so that the tip will be above your hands, the trigger, um, and, and as you start at the top and as you come down, mm-hmm. gently pull the trigger on the caulk gun, and uh, you will end up with a um, with a very professional job. Now, if you're if you're caulking windows to brick, mm-hmm. uh, do not rub it with your finger. Um, you know, you want a small hole in the tube, and and you're going to work that tube like like you would a a weld, like if you were welding something. Mm-hmm. Now, typically, women do much better job caulking than than guys. Is this an in general statement, Jeff? No, that's a fact. <laughs> it, it it really is. Women are very very. I, I don't know what it is. They 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 they've got. I guess that. they've come to makeup. I can know. tell you in my in, wow. yeah maybe. <laughs> I can tell you in my house, my wife is better than this, but it's just because she's the detail person. Whenever we paint yeah. a room, yeah. I'm the guy with the roller, of course. You know, she's she cuts the, the trim. Yeah. You know, so. and you know, caulk is something everyone can. And, do. and you must have yeah. a wet towel if you're caulking. Yes, you must, but folks, uh, no matter what they try to sell you, there is no greater caulk tool than what's on the end of your hand. Index Um, finger. Yeah, index finger. There you go. All right, let's go to – do we need to go to break or go to Rusty first? Here we go. Let's go. Okay, let's uh, go to Rusty real quick. And Brandon, Rusty, you with us? Yes. So you're going to talk about washing your house. Oh, yeah. I've been – I'm 60 years old, and I've been washing my house every other year. Basically, I take just a regular pump-up sprayer uh-huh. that you can get from any any hardware store, Lowe's, whatever. Right. Mix it 50-50 with bleach, Clorox, uh-huh. and start spraying it. Just spray it on, <laughs> on your house. Yeah. Start from the bottom, work up, and rinse it real good with your garden hose. Does it take care of your mildew, everything else, and you don't have to use a pressure washer? Right. Do you find that over time that it uh, bleaches out any of the things that you spray? No, that's that's the reason you rinse it real well. Okay. Okay. So rinse it it real good. You might want to use uh, if you spray it overhead. You you might want to wear gloves if your hands are sensitive. It don't hurt your flower beds or anything. and it really, that's the way I clean my house, and my house looks great. Okay, well, I'm going to throw this in at the same time with your suggestion. You said wear some gloves. I'm going to say goggles. Right, yeah. I've done yeah, this before. I'll wear glasses. Yeah, because if you're spraying bleach in the air and it's windy, you know, you're going to want goggles. Yeah, maybe some old clothes, too. <laughs> right. All right, we appreciate it, Rusty. Thank you very much. That's a great hint. All right, we're going to take, uh, uh, we're going to continue our discussion after our break. There we go. We're talking spring maintenance and answering your home improvement questions this morning. If you've got a question or want to share your maintenance tips, you can join the conversation and give us a call with your questions and comments at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at MPB online.org. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 
Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with uh, contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just I, I was in here dancing in the studio. Java makes fun of me every week for doing this, but man, you cannot put on hypnotizing. Expect me not to. I should have played some uh, flavor in your ear. There you uh, go. Craig Mack passed away yesterday. Right, that's true. All right, there we go. Uh, if you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB Public Media app. Also, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. During the break, Jeff, you mentioned something that we kind of forgot on our list. While you were up there cleaning your gutters... Uh, yes. There was something else to uh, look. Look at the valleys on your roof. Now, what do you mean by valleys? Uh, valley Jeff? is where you have two roofs that come together uh, that create a valley. Uh, that's a great place for leaves, pine needles, everything to collect. And what you've done, you've created a beaver dam, basically. Right. right. So when the water's running down that valley, it stops at that. Mm-hmm. at that beaver dam and, and uh, cannot get off the roof, so it only has one place to go, which is inside your home. Yeah, right. Bags and, up. And and Dell has mentioned several times on the show that, that litter of any sort on your roof is the thing that causes roofs to fail. It, sure. It yes. just, That's right. Because it holds water, yep. it, it creates mold, it creates stains, it just, it'll kill a roof. So. Mm-hmm. And, and the roof is designed for water to run off. That's right. Not to, you know, dam <clears> up and... Because yeah. it's going to find another entryway. Right. Okay. All right. That's a, that's a good idea. Okay. Here we go. I've got a, uh, a question from email. So let's go straight to that. This was from uh, Nell. And uh, Nell says, what is your recommendation for your uh, or your experience with remote switch controls? We have outside floodlights attached to a shed approximately 40 to 50 feet from the house. Currently, we must walk to the shed to turn on and off these lights, and we need to be able to turn on the lights from the house. We're trying to avoid digging a trench, laying wire, etc. What are the pros and cons for handheld or wall-attached remote switches? What about operated by a cell phone? Thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah, you went straight to it, and I'm, uh, Dell, I'm probably going to go straight to it also. If you have Wi Fi in your mm-hmm. home, if you have Wi Fi in your home, you can ask somebody about this. Uh, they make smart light bulbs. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can purchase a smart light bulb, screw this thing in, as long as it's close enough to get your Wi Fi in 40 feet, you should be okay. Um, but if, if, if you can attach that smart bulb to the Wi-Fi, yes, you can turn that on and off with an app on your phone. Yes. Amazing. I know you can sit in your living room, turn on the light in your shed. Okay. Uh, or, or vice versa. You can do whatever, however you want to do that. And you can do it remotely. And if your neighbors hack you, they can do it. Oh, say say what, Jeff, (laughs) if your neighbor can hack you. They might be able to they turn can do it too. Off. Yeah, yeah. Let me turn uh, those lights off. And look, uh, uh, Java just said Alexa. Oh yeah, uh, yes. The, so the, you can actually, if you put this smart bulb in your shed, you can just look over at your smart home assistant wow. and say, "Alexa, turn on the shed light." Right yeah. there, you go. 
Or you might have to change the fixture out into the one of those more modern fixtures where it um, links in with the whole house system. Right. But to answer but your question, if you're just trying to light something up and not, nas- and not necessarily send power to it, if you're just trying to light something up. Now, wait a second. We were talking about, oh, she's talking about not using any wire at all. What, uh, I guess you could it? use it. Yeah, you, you could. <laughs> well, you could do that, but you would still need electricity unless you're going with a battery operated LED. Well, no, I think the light is there, mm-hmm. and they're tired of walking out to the shed to turn it off. Right. Someone's leaving the light. Or gotcha. Made, or is it motion? I, yeah. I don't know. It sounds like somebody's leaving the light on. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, the switch is out there, so. Yeah. I wouldn't go at this point. This time, uh, and she's asking about should I lay a, a cable to turn it off and all that. At this point, you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, you can avoid anything mechanical, really, and go straight to electronic. Yeah. And those light bulbs, they're really um, economical. They, they're not yeah. that expensive. It's going to be an LED, so it's going to last out there for pretty much now, as look, long I, as you I, Hey, I have to admit, I had no idea we had a bulb like that. Oh, yeah, the smart bulb. Yeah, I had no idea. Smart bulb. Really? No. <laughs> I'm serious. Just taught you something. There well, you go. I mean, come when on. When he went straight to smart technology, he was skipping the bulbs. But right. <laughs> you can start with the bulb first. What's it called? Uh, it's just a smart bulb. Um, uh, you can check it out. A couple of different brand names, Nest, and uh, Amazon's got some, mm. and uh, Google, and everybody, you know, yeah, Sylvania, under 10 whatever. Bucks. All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email, like Nell did, to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Let's go to Pete in Jackson. What's going on, Pete? Hey. So what's going on? Oh, you're an electrical pro. Yeah, well, no, I, I need one. Oh, oh you <laughs> need one. Okay, okay. Yes. Uh, I'm having a strange, random electrical problem at our house. Mm-hmm. And what's happening is it starts with the, the lights and just in the kitchen will flicker a little bit and uh-huh. then everything's okay. But uh, like the past few days, the whole power in the kitchen will go out, but the rest of the power in the house is still on. Mm-hmm. And then it'll come on in the kitchen, Okay, you know, after a couple minutes. And I'm wondering, <clears throat> you know, what I need to do about that. What it sounds like is that um, you've got a, uh, I think it's an energy issue. I don't, I don't think you have the proper um, power coming into your house. I think the problem is at the meter base. Okay. Well, hang on. Are you, is it? Uh, are you having to f- to to flip a breaker to get the power back on? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I would. I would. I would start with uh, energy because what it sounds like is that something is loose in your in your um, um, in the box? service. Yeah. Yeah. In your in your service coming into your home. Okay. And and because the rest of the house is fine, right? Yes. Okay. So it would not yes. be uh, one room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it wouldn't be a, a single breaker, you don't think? No, I, I don't think so. Um, I've got some experience with this, and, uh-huh. and, and it and you know you you've got you've got you got two legs coming in, uh-huh. and what it sounds like is is he's lost one. One is loose, is what it sounds like. But, okay. You know. Okay. So now, I just need to call Intergy. I, I would start with that, or whatever oh, your power and, company is. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, yeah, Jackson. Okay. All right. Appreciate it. 
Okay. Thanks, guys. Like the show. Uh, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Okay. All right. Um, there's a uh, a comment uh, that uh, Java's pointing me to here. It says a caulk problem. Problem with caulk. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to prick the inside nozzle. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and usually on the uh, there's a thing called a caulk gun. If you've never done this before, pretty pretty easy little gadget to work. But most of these caulk guns come with it's weird on the handle you'll see there's a hole on the handle mm-hmm. well on that hole in the handle if you don't have a knife handy you can use that hole on the handle to actually cut the tip off of the tube mm-hmm. and then uh, on some of the uh, uh, of the caulk guns they have a little wire attached to this mm-hmm. thing that you pull out well what that little wire is for is to poke down into the tube there's a little a lot of times there's a little plastic membrane there that you have to poke through to get the caulk flowing the first time. So mm-hmm. there you go. Very good. All right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can go online and uh, send us an email, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Decks and porches. This is where everybody's wanting to go right now. Check all of your decks and patios and porches, stairs and railings. Look, this is a good mm-hmm. time, really, because you're about to get into that time where you're going to use these things a lot. Uh, and the biggest issue is this wood rotting out over season over season. And, boy, stairs, it happens to stairs more than it does anything. It's, it's kind of hard to uh, to prepare stairs for all the traffic they're going to get. So they tend to rot out uh, faster. So that's something that you want to look at. Yeah, any of those that's loose, just uh, add a screw to it. And it might be time to uh, stain seal it. Yeah, and uh, you're supposed to uh, open decks and wood fences need to be treated about every four to six years if you're going to keep them around, if you do the treatment. If you want it to last. Yes. Uh, But this is the time to do it. This would be a great time to do it. I know at our house, because it rained so much and the yard had turned to mud, that that's where the dogs would come up and walk when they came up. So now I've actually got to go out and wash that deck off mm-hmm. before I can stain it to get all the mud off from the dogs. Mm-hmm. So because you don't want to paint over all that mud and whatnot. No. All right, let's go real quick. Mikey, Mo- Mikey is in Mobile, and she's got a question about recycling. You with us, Mikey? Yes, sir, I have. But first I want to thank you guys because the most valuable thing I get from you all is what not to do. I will not hire, I will not hire a roofer again who wants to put the sheet things instead of doing the woven shingles. I will not hire a painter again who says, oh, yeah, you can pressure wash all this you know, stuff and it'll be fine because th- those things might be fine for six months. Right, right. right. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to make sure I said that. Now, y'all don't get too much of the big head, okay? Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my question about recycling is I see things, and I'm not ashamed to, you know, pull over and pull pull something off of a pile that somebody else is not going to use anymore right. and throw it in the back of my truck. But when it comes to things, I saw a, a wooden drawer the other day, mm-hmm. and I wanted to use it to make shelving to go in my garage area. Right. But... The question is, now, there used to not be the, the big bed bug problem. Mm-hmm. So uh, is it safe if you paint something like that once you get it home? Should you, like, treat it with one of the, you know, inexpensive spray cans that says kills bed bugs and then paint it? What do you all suggest? 
boy, if you put that stuff on there, bug spray before paint is going to be a bad deal because bug spray is full of petroleum. So the paint's not going to stick to it. Um, so you definitely have to clean that off fully before paint even touched it. Otherwise, the paint's not going to stick. It just, it'll 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 ball up on the surface if you put a ant killer or something like that on first. So uh, do watch for that. Outside of that, if it's wood and you paint it, you're fine. I, I, you know, I've I've always been, lock them in. I've always been under the impression that the um, bed bugs were on soft goods. But, yeah, but I don't know. I, I could be wrong. But on wood, um, you I'd know, just wipe it down. Well, and especially if you're buying or, or if you're getting a quote recycled product, Mikey, uh, which I've done this too. Uh, you know, pull something off a pile and and take it home and love it until it looks great. Um, I've done that too, and I can tell you if it's with wood, you know, a lot of times you're going to sand it down anyway. So True. whatever the finish was, it's gone anyway. So give that a try. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. What is polybutylene? We will discuss that when we come back from an uh, email that we got. Um, and there we go. 877-MPB-RING is the number to call. 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Dale Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB Public Media app. Also, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I told you before we went to the break that I was going to tell you about a product called polybutylene. I'm not exactly sure if I'm saying that correctly, but but it, it kind of looks like that. But uh, I got a question about it, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. The question was, we have polybutylene in our house and have started having leaks. What would you replace it with, and do you think insurance should pay for it? Michael. Okay, see, here's the deal. Polybutylene is this light-colored gray piping that was used for about 20 years, maybe 30 years, uh, 70s through the 90s, I think, that is kind of a uh, it's a, a lower grade plastic unfortunately and what they found out over the years uh that those houses especially a lot of the houses built in the 80s gosh almost all of them um on the lower end especially uh those those pipes degrade over the years and and they have found now that we're 20 years out from when we stopped using it that we're getting a lot of breaks with that stuff. And you can tell if you've got it, if you have any exposed plumbing in your home and you look and you see brass rings, typically, um, uh, cinched around these light gray pipes. Mm. And uh, those light gray pipes, yes, are being replaced all over the place. Uh, if there's no problem with them, there's not necessarily a reason to pull them out, just like they used to say with all the old pipes, you know. Uh, and now, when, when it does become a problem, obviously most anyone's going to go back in with PEX. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right. So that's what they're going to do it with. It's going to be a lot cheaper. It's just as easy to use as a polybutylene. I will say this. If you do have polybutylene in your house and you're going to fix a plumbing problem, the product that is often recommended is called a shark, the little shark bite, which makes plumbing really easy for this for idiots like me. However, uh, what I will say, the shark bites have they accept different types of plumbing. So if you go to get a shark bike to plug in something in plumbing, you want to make sure are you using the correct shark bike for PEX, for polybutylene, All for brass. copper, brass. You know what? What are you using? Steel. This is so you've got to deal with that. Uh, so make sure to look at it when you're looking at the products. All right, let's go to the phone. Earl is on the line, uh, and he's wanting to know about a garage door. How's it going, Earl? Oh, I'm doing good. Doing good. Wonderful. All What's right. up? Well, I have a garage door. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I come home, the door is up, or in the morning time, it is up. So is it something I need to have that problem fixed? So is it something that I need to call a repair person for, or is it something that I can do myself? So it's just up, like when you come home. Yes, it's coming up. It's coming up by itself, right? Yes. Well, is that like I mean, an eye problem? Yeah. So you're pushing the button and you're driving off, and when you come home, the garage door's up. That's correct. Okay. Um, have you observed the door going all the way down? Yes, I make sure of that. Okay, and it's all the way down, and nobody's playing tricks on you. Well, I hope not. I think so, but I hope not. But. <laughs> I mean, that is strange that that door is just... And, and there is, you've looked for any uh, any sort of obstructions near yes, the... There, there is none there. I've made sure all of that is removed. Okay. There's nothing there. Not just that, but also, uh, and you've made sure that the eyes line up. That's little, correct. Yes, they do. Little infrared eyes. Yep. Um, so now, I will say this. This happened to me, but this was like in the 80s. And I thought, now this doesn't happen anymore. How old is your garage door? Maybe five, about five, about five years old. Okay. Are there any folks around you who recently got a garage door in the past five years or maybe six? No, none that I know of. No. Okay. Well, well, the reason why I'm saying is that garage doors, along with everything else, including your cell phone, works on RF or radio frequency or IR, infrared. Um, so... Uh, it's maybe possible that someone else is hitting another IR or infrared gadget that is triggering your door to go up. Yeah, maybe okay. we can try I'd, changing the code. I would actually put money on that, that yeah. somebody else is hitting yeah, a button I mean, and firing that garage no door. There's no reason for that. If that garage door is going down and actually staying down, uh-huh. there, there, there's just no reason for it to open up by itself. Right. Right. I mean, it's not making sense. Somebody's pressing the button, man. It could be Alexa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Across the street. Right. Okay. okay. Change the that's code a, and a try cruel, it. That's a cruel trick. Right, right. I would change the code, though, if you got a shot. Yeah. Just to see. Just give it a shot. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Earl. I hope it helps out, man. All right. Uh, you know, one more quick, quick question. Let's go ahead and go to, uh-oh, T.I. In uh, Byron. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Uh, I have a water heater that leaks, man, like every six months into the drain pan. Mm-hmm. I'll drain it, and it won't do it again for about six months. What's going on with that? Six months? Yeah. 
Um, you're running into a humidity issue, sir. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if it's on the six months mark, are you serious about that? Like twice a year? Oh yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> it'll, it'll drain, and you know it'll overflow the drain pan, and I'll drain the drain pan out, and then nothing else happens. Oh, you know what? I had the same issue at my house. You, um, and an uh, air conditioned person came over and said, here's what you do. There was uh, within the the um, pipe, the the water pipe that runs out the, to the empties the uh, pan. You follow me? Right. Is there one there? Yes. As a matter of fact, that's what I actually have to put my foot on it and like mash it down so it actually drain out that's what's happening okay okay yeah what i did is poured bleach into that thing wow and was shocked that all of a sudden i never had any drainage problems again wow that little drain i bought a water heater right that that drain (laughs) tube was 25 years old and i'd never cleaned it that's what was wrong with it okay (laughs) there you go give that a shot Yes, sir. There we go. Well, we already put away another show, folks. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Del Moore, Jeff Sammons, and I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.